Unlike Seth Rollins, I don't need much time to think. I choose you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Chick Foley Show. I might not be in my mom's basement, but I'm in somebody's mom's basement. Uh, I am not in the Jimmy's Famous Studios right now, uh, but I do have the lovely Sheena Phelps on the line, my beautiful co-host out in Hawaii. She is uh, maybe in her basement, but uh, Sheena, what's going on? Not a whole lot, man. I'm kicking it over here at Sharpshooter Studios. I'm a lot warmer than you, I assume. Yeah, it's going to get down to uh, single digits, four degrees tonight here in Baltimore, Maryland. And I'm uh, living with the in-laws. We're moved in here. We've got the whole clan. I'm down in the basement in a makeshift studio here. But, uh, you know, could be worse, I guess. Yeah, for real. I mean, you're going to come home to a brand new house. Like, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, and I get free... uh, you know, free cooked meals almost every night and, you know, some, some free ba- live-in babysitter service. So that's not bad. Dude, that's money. I think uh, those are things that we take for granted. <laughs> you know, you forget how wonderful it is to just, like, have toilet paper on the roll and you don't have to buy it and food in the refrigerator. Like, yeah, exactly. That, yeah. That canceled, uh, money. Canceled Xfinity and, uh, you know, it's another $190 in my pocket every month. For some reason, I pay, like, $200 for cable. So I could save that for a couple months maybe. Heck yeah, man. I was already going Living through my head. I was like, I, mean, how, how, I wonder how many figures I can buy with that money I'm going to save. Because it's like, you know, I would have spent it anyway, so might as well. You know, yeah, exactly. That money was already <laughs> that money was already accounted for, so yeah. why not get something more important with it? So you're not going to be using it for your cable. I mean, come on. Exactly. So uh, Big Show, uh, the Chick Foley Show, is now on the road to WrestleMania. Sheena and I will be here each and every week. If you're a new listener, welcome. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud and Poundbean. Uh, you can shoot us an email at askchickfoley at gmail.com. Sheena, we're going to recap the Royal Rumble, some Raw and SmackDown stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. got some figures that I purchased and I'm sure you did this week as well. And we got some some news and notes from some uh, some people leaving the company and, and all kinds of rumors. So uh, let's get into it. Let's let's go over Royal Rumble. But before we do, uh, let's get into some Royal Rumble giveaways that you gave away uh, during the Royal Rumble for the both the men's and the women's Rumble. Uh, let let's let the people know who won those. Yeah, so um, we had our Royal Rumble contest. It was super. It was super fun. We did it. We did it for the greatest Royal Rumble, and it was such a success. And we had so much fun doing it that we decided to do it for this Royal Rumble as well. And to our surprise, we had you know two Royal Rumbles, and we had enough figures to give away for both. So um, I want to congratulate our dude at Wrestling Posts for winning uh, the Men's Royal Rumble and claiming that Cena and Nakamura Elite, and then um, at wrestling underscore fig underscore nation for winning the women's royal rumble and scoring those usos elites um those are some awesome elites we got them in the mail so you guys should be getting them um asap very nice and then we did another giveaway last week for the ember moon elite figure we're giving away all kinds of stuff man it pays to listen to the show i'll tell you what heck yeah um we uh, we're giving away an Ember Moon NXT Elite to anyone who um, we did a drawing for anyone who purchased our official Chick Foley T-shirt over at Pro Wrestling Tees, and I want to congratulate my girl Audrey Keglovitz for winning the Ember Moon Elite. I'm super excited to send that over to her. Um, 
Like I said, you can support the show too by getting your um, your T-shirt over at ProWrestlingTees.com. We have a new alternate colorway. We have the black with the blue background logo, and then we have a new gray that has the pink logo. So if you want a little pink in your wardrobe, I mean, as everyone should, definitely go over and check that out. Um, and we're going to be giving away um, – we're going to have a mania contest too. So just know we love to give stuff away to you guys, but um, you know, support, you can support the show by rating, subscribing, reviewing, um, picking up a t-shirt. All those things really help us to uh, give you guys the best show. Keep doing these giveaways and um, you know, make Chick Foley the best there is, the best there was and the best there ever will be. Yeah. I, I specifically asked for that gray t-shirt cause I have like 500 black t-shirts, but now you go to pro do a search for Chick Foley show and uh, you can get both of those shirts on there. Uh, whenever you want to, and uh, definitely rec- uh, Sheena recommends the uh, the super soft material for a couple extra bucks. Yeah, and, definitely uh, worth the upgrade for sure. I wanted to plug. We talked about it last week, Sheena. Before we get into Royal Rumble, we have started a uh, Patreon page. So, uh, like like Sheena mentioned, uh, the figures that we give away on the show, the the T-shirts and stuff, that's all coming out of our pocket. We don't mind doing that stuff. We we love you guys. We love our listeners. We really want to grow this show and grow this figure community and. And do some cool stuff, but we wanted to do some additional shows for people that are, you know, dedicated listeners to the show. So we've set up a Patreon page. You can get there pretty easily. It's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Um, just, I'm going to run through the tiers real quick just so people know, but you can check it out on that website. I'm going to tweet out the link. We'll put it on Instagram. Um, the, the first tier is rookie a dollar or more a month. I mean, if, if you listen to the show and you can't give us a dollar or more per month, let us know. We, we want to help you out because you need some help, but, um, <laughs> That's all you need to do. We get, we give you a, a new episode every week, and you just have to pay a dollar. So the as we mentioned last week, Sheena, the the shows that we do every week are not going to change. They're going to be free. They're going to be on whatever platform you listen to podcast on. You'll be able to find this show. This is a d- additional stuff. So the rookie tier of a dollar or more a month gets you a personal one time shout out at the beginning of the show, just to thank you. Um, access to Sheena and my notes uh, for each episode. It's mostly Sheena that does the notes because she's uh, really good at that. So you. We'll send you over a copy of that. And we're going to do a, a whenever, whenever they happen, the NXT TakeOver shows, we're going to do a specific recap show, you know, half an hour, 45 minutes recapping the show. Uh, it's going to be specifically on Patreon for a dollar uh, a month. So uh, jump on that. The second level is mid-carter. It's $5 or more per month. You get access to a catalog of special episodes. We're going to start doing some watch-alongs, some movie reviews, um, some interviews with some people from Instagram and Twitter and, and the figure community. We're going to try to get at least one of those out every single month, maybe more. You know, if I do one, Sheena does one that's, you know, two a month. Obviously, it's easy math. And uh, that's $5 a month. So um, we're going to get some some bracket episodes, some some really cool stuff, Sheena. So I'm, I'm excited about that tier. I think anybody who listens to the show, that's basically going to get you more episodes of the show. And that's kind of what people, if you like our, our stuff, that's what you're going to want to. Hello? Still there? Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, main main event tier is $10 or more. Basically, we're going to start doing some unboxing videos uh, of some of the figures that Sheena and I buy. We'll post those videos uh, and send you a link. You'll get a follow from both of us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you'll get your name in the opening credits of every week of the show and uh, everything that came with those those first two tiers. So that's $10 or more per month. 
the next tier is Legend, $25 or more per month. You'll get 24 7 access to Sheena and I to talk wrestling, whatever you want, via Slack. It's a, it's a basically a messaging app that you can get on your phone for I, Apple or Android. And uh, we can, you know, message you guys during Raw and SmackDown and during pay-per-views and kind of you can pick our brain about different stuff. So that's pretty cool. And then the final tier is the Hall of Famer tier, $50 a month. A month. Uh, you can do this for just one month and then drop down to one of the lower tiers. But this is basically going to get someone a guest spot on the show, Sheena, to, co- co- to co-host any of the segments that they wish um, and all of the stuff on the previous tiers. So um, that, that's going to be pretty cool if you're a figure collector and you want to share which figures you bought that week or you want to recap a pay-per-view with us. It's a pretty cool uh, incentive. So this is all additional stuff, Sheena, to what we currently do. That's just a quick rundown. We'll, like I said, we'll send out the link. But I'm pretty excited about this. Hopefully we'll get some people jumping on. And the money that we make from this is going to go straight back into the show, T-shirts, giveaways, all kinds of stuff for the people. So it's a win-win. Yeah, for sure. We are super excited to give you guys more content and bring you guys more fun stuff. So definitely check that out whenever we tweet out the link. Um, Again, we'll be posting it on Instagram as well. All right. I feel like I've been talking a lot more than you have. That's a lot. That was a lot of words. So let's get into NXT TakeOver from Saturday night. Let me get your overall thoughts before we get into each individual match, Sheena. What do you think of TakeOver? Um, overall, I thought takeover, I mean, takeovers always deliver, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things you can just count on like, you know, like clockwork. Um, when you watch a takeover, you're in for some good, for some good wrestling. And with only like five matches on the card, um, I mean, they, they have to deliver, right. Cause there's no room for stinkers. Um, and I thought, you know, there was some that I was a little worried about. Um, but I, I was really, really impressed by, by everyone. And I, th- I thought everyone stepped up. So I'm excited to get into the individual matches. Yeah, it was nothing. I don't feel like one match overshadowed anything else. Maybe you know, once we get to the main event, but overall, it's just a pretty steady card. Uh, War Raiders defeated Undisputed Era, which was a kind of an upset. I don't think either of us picked that uh, no. to win the tag team titles. And what an awesome intro the War Raiders got! Um, and I felt like once people saw that, that was uh, a sign that they really wanted to push these guys going forward. Who knows what this means for Undisputed Era? But uh, they lose the titles, and we didn't see a couple of the guys out there to support their boys. What do you think was all about with that? I thought those guys were going to come out maybe on Sunday, but we didn't see that. So what's up? What's up there? Yeah, I didn't understand why um, why Adam Cole and Bobby Fish weren't didn't come out. You know what I'm saying? I was I was a little confused by that as well. I mean, I like a good clean match as, as much as anyone, but I mean, Undisputed Era like that's what they're known for. You know, I mean, they're a faction. They they have each other's back. So I was I was a little surprised to not see any hijinks from them. Um, and yeah, after I saw the War Raiders entrance, like I mean, it was pretty freaking mage. It was awesome. Um, I had a feeling I was like, well. And then I saw that Undisputed Era had their just regular entrance. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> looks like the, these guys are going over, um, which I think is cool. And, you know, I definitely didn't predict it. Um, I def- I chose Undisputed Era to, to retain. But um, I think it does it does breathe new life into the division. I think it just kind of, like, shakes things up a little bit. And I think it, you know, it'll give um, Undisputed Era maybe just a little bit of time to cool off and then come back and, and reclaim. Um, but I, I was excited. And what was cool is someone spotted on um, – it was on Reddit. Someone pointed out that Sarah Logan was actually one of the guards in the uh, in the War Raiders entrance, you know, and she's married to Roe. So oh, I thought that cool. was pretty cool. That. That, yeah, nice. that, yeah, that someone spotted her. You know, they saw her and they, like they like zoomed in and like saw the braids and stuff. So I was like, that's really cool. Um, what do you think this means for Undisputed Era? Do you think before they go to the main roster, we see them split up and do kind of a, a singles run against each other at, at you know any iteration, or do you think they're going to just be brought up as a as a group maybe the night after WrestleMania? 
I think they're going to be brought up as a group. I don't think there's anything really to be gained uh, at this point by splitting them up. I think they're hot. I think they work well together. I love them as a faction. And since we don't have the shield anymore, I think it's it's a good, there's a good spot for them, you know? For sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited to see what Roar Raiders can do with the titles. It, it kind of feels similar to AOP where, you know, these guys are so you know, dominating, you know, size-wise. I don't know who's really going to compete with them in the tag team division, mm-hmm. but it'll be fun to watch. There was a, yeah. mo- a move at the end of the match where I don't know which of the guys from War Raiders it was, but he picked up both members of Undisputed Era. Um, <laughs> it was yeah, just like, like the press. Yeah, yeah. It, was, yeah. it was insane. It was a crazy, crazy press slam move and um yeah it was it was it was an awesome match it was a cool back and forth i mean a ton of a ton of close falls which is you know to be expected from nxt but a really probably one of my favorite matches on the card yeah it was really good i mean obviously you know you know the 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 final two matches those were going to be you know money but yeah i was i was actually very surprised by this one because you know it is it is kind of an odd matchup you know you have these two huge huge you know guys in uh hansen and roe and then you have uh you know Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong who are a little bit smaller and athletic, but I mean, you always wonder when those kind of kind of people match up, like how's the match going to go, you know? But they, I think I thought they all did good. They all looked strong, um, and I thought, you know, they really they really put over um, the War Raiders because they kicked out of the um, you know the high low finish, which I thought was like made them look look really good, you know? Yeah, for sure. Matt Riddle defeated Cassius Ono. This is the third time these guys have matched up, and um, mm-hmm. it was more the same here. This match kind of felt like a dud. Um, ono, I don't know if we ever see him again on a takeover event, and uh, yeah. he just he just did, he didn't seem out of place. But just you know, Riddle's obviously the guy here, and and he's he's destined for bigger and better things. I don't know what the future for Cassius Ono is going to be going forward. He seems like the, the guy who's just putting over some of the newer guys. And they, it was cool. They made an angle out of that. I mean, cause that's yeah. what, that is what he has been, you know, so, I thought it was, yeah, I thought it was a good way to bring Matt Riddle into the fold. Um, but I do think like we kind of touched on last week, like Cassius Ono has more of that, like developmental type role where he's just like kind of, you know, putting over like the newer guys and, you know, kind of helping them backstage and stuff. Um, to me, just at, at this point, Cassius Ono just kind of looks sloppy. Um, and I hate to say that, but he just, he just does. He just doesn't, he doesn't look good. His ring gear doesn't look good. And I have nothing like, you know, we met him at access and he could have been nothing, no more kind or like sweeter than he was. Um, I'm sure he's a really great human, but I mean, he just, I, I don't care to see him anymore, you know, um, until maybe maybe he'll go get in better ring shape and come back and be more of a force. Because I don't mind, like, big, big wrestlers. I mean, I was just putting over the War Raiders and stuff. But I feel like with him, it's just – he just looks – different you know what i'm saying like i don't know he he needs to either be really in shape or be really big because <laughs> right now where he's at it's just very kind of sloppy and i think it shows in his performance but i definitely think that matt riddle is like the next big thing like i think he really has the potential to really shine um especially in nxt like if he goes head to head with like um, adam cole or like ricochet or someone i think when he gets some real competition in that way he's really gonna elevate himself yeah, and the, and the crowd is, you know, totally from day one they were into Riddle, and he's, you know, one of the indie guys that came up and has a huge following. But I, I agree with you, and I couldn't say it because I'm a big guy, and I'm, I'm not going to body shame and, you know, cash his own yeah. But he, he just doesn't look like he fits. Like something just doesn't feel right. He doesn't yeah. see – yeah, he's not just like a a giant Braun Strowman dude. He's just, you know, he just looks sloppy, you know. I mean, it's just – 
I don't know. I mean, he he can go in the ring. That's not that's not the problem. But I don't think he's at the level of some of these guys that are up and coming. He, his yeah, his, he his best days tired. are behind him. Yeah. yeah, it's not about body shape. You know, I don't care what your body looks like. But I feel like when you're a professional wrestler, like you either got to have like one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? Like you're either Kevin Owens or you're like Seth Rollins, right? Like yeah. I feel like. There's really when you're in that in between stage, it's kind of awkward, um, and I just feel like he just looks kind of like tired and kind of like run down. And I think he needs to just just be off TV for a little bit. I hear you. Uh, maybe the best match of the night: Johnny Gargano wins the North American Championship from Ricochet in a awesome back and forth match. And it was good to see Johnny Gargano go over here. I just feel like he's he's really earned this man, and and he carried this match. I'm, I'm not a huge fan of Ricochet. A lot of the stuff he does is just kind of a, a flipsy. I'm just not a fan of the, the flipsy doozy kind of off the ropes, like flipping over each other. And that's how they started this match for the first five, ten minutes. And then it, it got really good. But uh, I think Johnny Gargano is in a, a class among himself right now. And, and he showed himself in the Royal Rumble. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. But this was a great match. And Gargano is, is I think, destined for big things. I'm kind of worried about him on the main roster because I don't know where his character would fit in. But, uh, mm-hmm. man, he is fun to watch. Yeah, you know, I, I, I do like Ricochet. I like I like seeing what he's capable of because he, he always continues to, like, blow my mind. Um, and I do agree sometimes it can be a little spot heavy. And, you know, I mean, you just got to expect that with Ricochet. You know, they're, they're telling him, like, get out there and freaking put on a show. And that's that's what he does. Yeah. Um, and his feats of athleticism, like I said, never, never uh, cease to amaze me. But it can feel a little spotty. Um, I can't say anything bad about him. He's my Kentucky boy, you know. Uh, he's from, uh, you know, Pad- Duca, Kentucky is where he's, um, you know, labeled from. So I, I have nothing but love for Ricochet, but I am glad that Gargano got the win here. I do think, like like you, I think he needed it. Um, and I think it's really going to help carry this, you know, DIY kind of like reunion thing that we have going on. And I think we're going to see something really amazing happen between Gargano and Ciampa. Shayna Baszler de- uh, defeats Bianca Belair for the uh, the title. And I wanted to touch on this for a minute because – uh, your boy Sam Roberts, not my boy. <laughs> I was on the pre-show and just totally went into like a shoot mode and just started bashing Bianca Belair and said she didn't belong here. It felt really weird. the The video was kind of circling the internet interwebs for over the weekend, and um, he's a guy. I listen to his podcast from time to time. And he seems kind of like. Uh, you know he's bought he's bought he he loves that he works for the WWE he's bought in he kind of like plays the part you know but um I don't know if that was a work or what but um you know she held her own in this match and she's she's, yeah she's fun to watch she definitely has a future I wouldn't say she's out of her league but definitely a different style than Shayna but (laughs) you're obviously not Sam Roberts because that's what he said (laughs) he definitely said uh you know that she he said she was not takeover worthy which I thought like like you said I felt very awkward when he was like talking about her because you know it's one thing like the the kickoff show and the announced team like they they are there to pick you know just like on like NFL like they're gonna pick who they're going with right like I don't care if people pick their sides but I felt like he went in on Bianca Belair. Like he he said that you know she's not takeover worthy and was basically alluding to like she's not at the level of the previous NXT Women's Champions and she's not ready. And I mean she was undefeated. You know what I'm saying? So like it wasn't like she's just some jamoke like coming up and you know uh, like challenging for the title. Like I mean she is undefeated and she is charismatic and uh, I thought she I thought she did amazing. Why why does the WWE not have someone like I know you watch football. Tony Romo is fucking awesome 
in the booth. Why don't we have a former wrestler that can talk and like give us the insight, you know, and kind of like still keep it kayfabe, uh, but you know, talk about like talk about a match from experience. Like we don't really get that too much. I mean, we have Shawn Michaels or Jerry Lawler on on the panel. They're just you know Booker T. Yeah, Booker Booker <laughs> T's there i guess but and you, you know, had uh, you had pat, you Ma- had, pat uh, mcafee on this and sam roberts two guys who've never wrestled a day in their life like wh- why are those two guys on on the pre-game show for takeover yeah they somehow they get to be the authority even though they've never stepped foot in the ring yeah i totally i totally get that too like it's like you know you you'd rather have someone who's actually been there who knows the psychology of wrestling and, and stuff like that but um you know a lot of these people have taken enough headshots they probably couldn't put together a coherent yeah um, you know thought, do you know, so, do you know yeah. who i used to love alex riley was really good yeah but I don't know what happened to him. He he, he was an interviewing guy. He was kind of partnered with Miz for a while, and then started doing the the pre shows and just kind of went away. But you know, he was a smart guy. I don't know. So it was Tensai, yeah. Tensai when he was on there, whatever his name is. Yeah, I um, I mean, I don't hate. I don't feel like everybody on there. Like, I feel like you like they need people who are broadcasters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they need people yeah. who are like trained to do that because it can get really awkward sometimes. You see those wrestlers who are like trying to be broadcasters, and you're like oh my God, get her off the mic or get him off the mic or whatever, you know? Um, so I do think they do need those people, but it is nice to like hear from someone who's actually like been through that. I, I agree with you there. Uh, so overall good match. And I think, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Sheena Baszler here. I feel like she is uh, going to hold this belt until she, you know, the day before she comes up to the main roster. And uh, yeah. we, we saw hints of the four horsewoman, uh, you know, program maybe yeah. ha- happening soon. So maybe she gets called up for that, but we'll see. Yeah, I, like I said, I thought it was a great match. Did you real? Did you see that um, Bianca Belair's hair actually like whipped um, Shayna Baszler and like cut her? No, wow, I didn't. see Yeah, that. like yeah. So she whipped her with her hair, which I was like, okay, well, I expected that, but it actually like left a like blood like welt on her stomach. I was like, holy shit! Damn, <laughs> you know? that's, yeah, that's interesting. I didn't see that. Yeah, so um, you know, like I said, I mean, anybody who can stand up twice when you got them in the you know Kirafuda clutch, like she she earned my respect that night. So. For sure. Uh, final match of the night, Tommaso Ciampa defended the belt against Aleister Black. Both of these guys uh, put on a great show. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, it wasn't as good as the uh, – I, I like the Aleister Black, Tommaso Ciampa, no, uh, Gargano match from the last takeover a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But uh, this was a great match, man. And both of these guys – I mean, I'm surprised Aleister Black is not um, already up on the main roster. He's he's ready. We talked about this last week. But, you know, he's he, he's there, you know. He's not going to he get the is. title. Yeah, he he's. De- I don't think he's definitely not going to get the NXT title. Um, but I'm wondering, like, is he already? Like, did they? Was that like his entrance to the um, main roster when he came out at the Royal Rumble? Like, when are we going to see him? You know, other than other than that, I mean, obviously he has the halftime heat, which we'll talk about. But, um, you know, I was kind of like, I was really excited to see him show up at the Rumble, which I anticipated. But um, I'm wondering, like what does that mean? Like, does that mean he's officially on the main roster or is he still got time to do down in NXT? So yeah, overall a good takeover card. Uh, it wasn't one of the best, but I think it, it's definitely, if you didn't watch it, it's definitely worth going back and watching. It was really fun to watch. And you know, I love how they just have the five matches. They don't have any mm-hmm. of the Gaga in the middle. Um, yeah. My, my but that's only... saying something. Saying something about like saying that Takeover wasn't the best. That's still a pretty high rating. Oh yeah, take, yeah, yeah. Takeover is like you know they they always are like excellent. So even when you're like, well, this wasn't the best Takeover, it still means it's like it was an excellent show. You know, for sure, 
for sure. Let's get to the Royal Rumble card because I have a lot to say about this one. Um, overall thoughts on the Royal Rumble before we get into each individual match. I was a little disappointed. I don't know if my expectations were a little bit too high. It just didn't have a single moment. None of the Royal Rumble matches had like that moment where, you know, obviously we, we saw Becky Lynch come in, on, you know, mm-hmm. wasn't supposed to be there. We saw Nia Jax get into the men's Rumble. I just didn't feel like there was any moments in the match besides those that kind of made it feel special. I don't, I don't know. Am I, am I crazy? I think you're, I think you have a little more, uh, more criticism to give for the rumble than I do. I thought the overall card was awesome. And then I thought the actual rumble matches, I had a lot of fun, um, watching, watching the rumble matches. So I know, I know you have a, uh, you have a little more to say negatively on that, but, um, I do. You know. I do. Let, let's fly through the kickoff show. Bobby Roode and Chad Gable defeated, uh, Razor and Scott Dawson. I don't even know what that yeah, is. It's like, it was like battle of the injured. Like, you know, our tag team partners are injured. So we automatically get put together. Um, which, yeah, I, I didn't understand that match. It was what it was. It, it did what it's supposed to do. It took it filled the spot um but yeah like they if they won they got a uh, a championship um match at a at a date to be determined like i thought that that was just like strange because like if your partners are hurt like when are you actually going to fight you know and these are the only three tag teams on raw so of course these two are going to get a tag team match they have to do something there's there's <laughs> so much talent on smackdown for tag teams and yeah. raw is awful this is awful yeah, yeah, they're gonna have to they're gonna have to shake it up a little bit. I don't know how, but they will. They gotta, I guess, bring Uso. I mean, the bar was just on Raw not too long ago. Bring the Usos over or something because you have those three fighting, and you still have Sanity, who's just buried, and and the Good Brothers mm-hmm. who are buried, and now Heavy Machinery. So you have six or seven now with the now with the new tag champs. So you have seven seven real tag teams there on on SmackDown. So we'll see. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura wins the u.s title we'll get to that more on smackdown and then the cruiserweight match uh where buddy murphy defended his belt successfully which was a really good match but uh overall the kickoff show you know it is what it is i like that cruiserweight match a lot though it was a lot of fun spots in that match yeah it was what you what you expected there was a lot of like aerial moves and you know i thought um you know you know buddy murphy's gonna put on a show i mean i i was i thought it was great Asuka in the opening match defeating Becky Lynch by submission. Did you have a problem with Becky Lynch losing this match by you know submission? I know obviously she she didn't you know have the pinfall, so she they saved face a little bit there. But her, her you know her tapping out here before winning the rumble later on the on the card. Yeah, I did have a problem with that. Um, just a little problem, not not. You know, I wasn't like, oh, my God, this is the worst. But I did kind of think, like, maybe they just screwed this up. I was thinking, like, they just opened the show and they kind of screwed this up by having her her tap, you know. I mean, obviously, like, Asuka gave – I mean, Asuka – it's not like Asuka is like a jabroni. Like, you know, when you're going up against Asuka, she's a serious competitor. So it's not like they had Becky lose to someone who was undeserving. I mean, Asuka definitely deserves all the, all the accolades and to be champion. Um, but I had anticipated that Becky was going to win um, and that it was going to be a little bit of a reverse. Like, Charlotte was going to win the Rumble. So um, in my mind, I had already sketched it out like that. Um, I think 
if they would have had her, um, you know, pass out instead of tapping, I think it could have been a little more like I would have been a little happier with that. But I mean, she did do the Oscar lock and then like bridged <laughs> up into it. So she did like a, you know, ultimate Oscar lock. So, yep. Yep. I mean, was cool. you know, what what was she supposed to do? You know, I, I did like how they 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 worked the leg injury in this match and then carry that over until later in the night. So that that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. They did that with Bret Hart for one of the rumbles. I think that was the one when he won it with Lex Luger. They they, they milked that leg injury from the, the Owen Hart attack where he kicked the leg out of his leg. But, yeah, uh, Becky's great, and she carried it. She carried it all the way into uh, into Raw. Yeah. So she's she's committed to that. You called it on this one the uh, the the besties or the misdies or whatever they're called. Uh, beat <laughs> the besties in the bar. The yeah. besties in the bar. They, they beat the bar, man. I'm, this is pretty surprising. And uh, obviously, Shane O'Mac is going to get a, a WrestleMania match. So I I got to think these guys are going to hold these belts until until WrestleMania. But uh, I mean, it, it is cool to see a different team besides the bar, the Usos. Or the new day with the tag team belts on SmackDown. It's probably been over a year since that's happened. But uh, you know, forty five forty nine year old Shane McMahon still still delivering some spots, man. He looked pretty good. That's I I was so nervous when he was setting up to do that shooting star press. Like I was holding my breath the entire time. I was like, We're about to see Shane McMahon break his neck, you know? But I mean, as usual, he delivered. Um, and I thought it was awesome. And then that spot where he did the um, coast to coast, but he got uh he like Cesaro countered and like spun him like 18 cool. million times. I was like so dizzy watching that. I was <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I'm glad that somebody else has got the, um, got the tag championships. I mean, you know, I love all the, all the tag, te- all the tag teams on SmackDown, but, um, it is nice to see someone else. I don't really like the angle that they're using. I don't like the, the whole dad thing. I think it seems like really forced and kind of awkward and like they're trying to make it happen by, you know, um, showing Mrs. Dad after, after the rumble and then showing, or after the match and then showing him again on, um, you know, uh, SmackDown, I was just like, okay, this is getting a little bit overkill. Like, I just, I don't like that angle. Like if they just want to be like, you know, kind of like frenemies who formed a tag team that's now dominating, like I can get more behind that than this whole like daddy issues thing. Unless they bring up something with Shane saying, you know, my, you know, it must be nice to have a dad who told you he loved you or blah, 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 or, you know, calling out Vince kind of type of thing. I don't know if that'd be a little too realistic. Maybe we'll get, maybe we'll get the Miz and his dad versus Vince and Shane. (laughs) I, I I hate Miz. I mean, I don't hate Miz as a face, but I I just Miz was born to be a asshole heel wrestler, you know, and that's yeah. that has to be where this is going. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they wrestle at WrestleMania, the two of them against each other, but I, they, that would be pretty. I mean, I think we're seventy days from WrestleMania, so we're not. It's not like next weeks or next week or anything. So yeah, um, I wouldn't be surprised though to see um, the Usos take the the titles from from the besties. I mean, that would be pretty par for the course, you know, like yeah. getting, the, getting the Usos back in with the titles for sure. Uh, so a fun match. Raw women's championship match was next. Ronda defeats Sasha Banks. And I, I love this match and I love Sasha Banks in this, you know, and she did this really well in NXT where she, she kind of plays the heel role really well in the match where she has you in a hole and she's stepping on your toes or stepping on your fingers and, you know, yeah. doing every little tiny thing that, you know, doesn't get, you know, the normal fan doesn't pick that stuff up. But, um, you know, a bunch of reversals, bank statements, a lot of cool holds in this match. Um, yeah, and, she and basically choked Rhonda out with her ring gear. Yeah, she yeah, that tore, was. She <laughs> tore off her sleeve and then just like used it as a gag. And I was like, "Hold!" I mean, and she didn't hold back. Like that's the thing about Sasha. I mean, she didn't hold back at all. I mean, she like almost ripped Rhonda's head off with that thing. Why? Why do people not like Ronda Rousey? Uh, is it just because they like 
Becky Lynch so much more. I mean, it's it's like back yes. in the day when Stone Cold w- would face The Rock, and they were like, you know, everyone loved both of them, but just everyone cheered for Stone Cold because he was Stone Cold. Is that is that what we're dealing with right now? Because Ronda Rousey is yes. awesome in the ring. She's incredible. Um, despite her raw um, <laughs> her raw appearance on Monday, I will I will get to that later. But she is amazing in the ring, and I it's just that it's just that thing like we talked about. Like she's going up against Becky, which Becky is on fire so it wouldn't matter who in the world they put becky up against like the the opponent is going is going to be booed the opponent is not is going to be like you know like everybody's gonna hate them um and i think a lot of the smarks obviously they have that that weird thing where they feel like everybody has to have their comeuppance and if you don't start at the bottom and work your way up then you're not a true wrestler you're not a true talent or you don't deserve you know anything that you get in wwe and obviously ronda is this like she's like the antithesis of that you know she has all the star power in the world she's a legitimate fighter um and then you got becky who is like a flight attendant like you know took time off and looked at wrestling and bingo halls and worked her way up and you know clawed and fought for everything that she has so obviously she's going to be the, the the odds on favorite. Obviously, those two are wrestling at WrestleMania. How how great! I mean, I'd love to see Becky win that match, but if you want to get turn Ronda into the monstrous heel of all time, you make her win that match and just have eighty thousand people booing her. Oh my god! I would not want to be in that stadium whenever that happens because that is going. I mean, they they really legitimately might burn it down. <laughs> they, I mean, it it will be awful um i personally i want becky when they do face um face off at mania i would love to see becky win like i'm already excited for that for that moment um not that i want ronda to lose because i think ronda is a a worthy champion um but i definitely think becky deserves that moment i'm gonna be upset if they insert charlotte into this match even though i I mean charlotte's probably my favorite wrestler in the wwe right now um yeah, I just I want was, it to be one on one, you know. Yeah, same. The more the more that they give us with them two, the more I want it to just be head to head, one on one. And Charlotte's amazing, and I'm sure she's not going to take anything away from the match. But like at this point, I just feel like I just want to see head to head, like the man and the baddest bitch on the planet. Like you know, no, just put them in there and let them go at it. May the best woman or man win. All right. So this is the point of the card where. Uh, Big Mouth AJ started calling me a hater on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> and I don't care. This Women's Royal Rumble was awful, awful. It was seventy two minutes long. Sheena, are you sure it was seventy two minutes? Yes, I don't think it was seventy. I minutes. swear to God, it was seventy two minutes long. I've read it on multiple websites, and it was just there was some super cringeworthy moments this girl the, the girl that was in there lacey evans she is awful what why would you start a royal rumble with her she messed up the first three or four moves of this match and i was like gritting my teeth watching this it was awful okay so lacey was awful i can't deny that and i thought she was awful i've never liked her character i don't really care for her in ring work like i just i don't i don't know what it is i don't click with her um so yeah she is awful there was a lot of hokey spots um the alicia fox maria Canellis thing like i wanted to like hide under a rock i was like okay this is like totally setting women's wrestling back like here we are on like the the freaking come up of like women's wrestling being like main event worthy at wrestlemania and then they give us that spot in the middle of the ring at the women's royal rumble where they're like stomping on each other's hat and you know throwing tantrums and i i was like oh my gosh but other than that i thought 
I enjoyed the women's rumble. I thought it was, I thought it was good. And we got to see a lot of, you know, um, new faces and young talent. And I thought it was cool. You forgot fucking Hornswoggle was in this match, Sheena. How did you how did you glance over that? What was that? I popped for Hornswoggle. You did. I saw your Instagram. You definitely popped for him. Yeah. I popped for Hornswoggle. I I dig Hornswoggle. Um, how much he, How much yeah. did he get paid for that? You think? I don't know. I hope it was a lot um, because I like him. Um, <laughs> I, I was awesome, and I thought the I thought the way they played it with Lena Vega being under the ring, and then you know him coming out like a little leprechaun. Like I thought it was awesome. Why did she poke her head out every five seconds if she's under there? Just stay under there. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she felt like somebody was watching her under there. Maybe it was eerie. She could feel Hornswoggle's presence. But yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand that either. Why they? Uh, why she kept like alerting us that she was under there, especially if it wasn't going to have any sort of um, like meaning to the match. You know what I'm saying? Like if it wasn't yeah. going to like she wasn't going to cause any sort of like hijinks, right? Um, which she didn't. And so um, yeah, I, I thought it was kind of weird how she was doing that. I forgot to mention this. I wanted to talk about it at the very top. The entrance ramp for this this event was awesome. I love that they came out of the dugout. I love the look of it. It's so different from all the other events that have happened, you know, over the last twelve months. It just was a really cool look, and I I hope they go back to changing stuff up like this because it looked awesome. It did look awesome. I thought it was so cool. I guess they chose not to put the screens up so that they could fit more people in there. It was like, you know, 48,139 people. But um, they, I thought it looked so cool with like the low, the low LED screens. And then like the, um, uh, the crowd was behind them as they came in and like a shorter entrance ramp. Like I thought it was, I thought it was super cool. I uh, love the look of it. I called the Io Shirai uh, entrance. So that was a point for me. Um I was surprised. Yeah, no Bellas. No yeah, Bellas. No I Bellas. Was totally, that yeah, was weird. I was totally wrong. Um, I, I expected that we would see Nikki Bella in the Rumble, and um, we totally did not. So I was I was wrong on that. A couple people stood out for me. Uh, Nikki Cross got a huge a huge pop from the crowd, and uh, mm-hmm. I love seeing her. She's she's fun to watch. Uh, my girl Mandy Rose looked really. You know, she she is a, yeah. a, a top heel in the making. Man, she is. Love to hate her. And Rhea, really Rhea Ripley, too, is going to be mm-hmm. a stud. She she looked awesome. So. I love her. I love her look. I love her style. I just love everything about her. I think she's I think she's super rad. Um, I love, you know, I think I think a lot of people don't like the um, the kind of like the Kofi gimmick spots. But I actually really like those like Naomi. You know, she's she was, you know, she does them um, and she does them very, very well. Uh, but I'm going to tell you, when she was balancing on that barricade, I kept thinking to myself, one of these asshole fans is going to like push her uh, and like, you know, have her fall off too. the barricade. And she looked like she was a little unstable. So again, I was holding my breath, but dude, she freaking nailed that jump. I don't know how, but that looked like it was so far away. Like maybe it just looked further on TV than it actually was. But I mean, she stuck the landing. Um, unfortunately, your girl Mandy Rose kind of like ruined that for her and pulled off the steps but um i thought it was a super cool spot yeah i was i was afraid she would like miss it those are metal steps i mean those are not uh gimmick steps that would have hurt your your shin man your shin that's what i keep thinking because if you've ever done you know as a former crossfit coach like i've totally biffed on like a jump box and i mean when you hit your shins like that it hurts like the dickens and um i can't Mm. imagine hitting it on a set of steel steps what Uh, about casey catanzaro um, the little American Ninja Warrior chick, like the little tiny micro chick. Four eleven. Four eleven. How is she? How is she going to compete in the WWE? 
I don't know, but she looks pretty damn good to me. I mean, she, I mean, she's a high flyer. I mean, she's definitely, I mean, but she's like muscly. She's an American Ninja Warrior just because she's tiny. She's 95 know? pounds, Sheena. 95 <laughs> pounds. You're going you're gonna to have me believe that she's going to compete with uh, Nia Jax or, or Becky Lynch or Asuka. How did you, how did you uh, um, uh, believe that freaking. Rey Mysterio. Oh don't say Rey Mysterio. No, not Rey Mysterio. Alexa Bliss. What about her? She's taking down some giants. You That's know? true. That is true. Let's. I don't know how tall she is, but what? She. I think. I think Alexa's definitely. Alexa's got a different five, build. She's than five Casey. one, according to Wikipedia. Yeah. Five one. So yeah. Yeah, Alexa's more of that like gymnast cheerleader body style. Like Casey is just like lean, tiny, like you know, like I said, microhuman. But that little spot where she, uh, you know hugged the ring post and pulled herself up. I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, what I did not like at all was uh, starting from the 26th entrant, I basically knew how the whole match was going to end. So because we had Alexa Bliss, Bailey, uh, well, we didn't know what Becky Lynch was going to come out, but Lana came out originally with the injury. And then Nia Jax, we knew of, obviously Carmella was number 30. So those are you know five big names that they saved for the very end, but it was kind of, all right. Well, I know there's. I know we haven't seen this person, this person, this person yet. They must be coming out. Um, mm-hmm. That was kind of you know, just anticlimactic, I could say. Um, but I mean, the ending. The ending saved it. I mean, it was a super long match. I don't want to harp on too much of the negative. I love how Becky came in and kind of you know, subbed in for Lana, who was hurt. And um, mm-hmm. I mean, God, she got like three big pops when she walked out, when her music hit, and then when she won. I mean, she, she yeah. is over like Rover, and they did the right thing here. And I, I called it. You said it was going to be Charlotte. Um, yeah, I'm not going to rub it in your a face. Mon- or it was a monstrous pop, and I can't even lie. I was like so emotionally drained after that um, women's Royal Rumble. First of all, because we were keeping everybody updated on Instagram with like the contest, and you know, yeah, I was, you were like, doing work. Of- yeah, my thumbs were like there. They put in work. Um, but yeah, so we were doing all that stuff and trying to keep up with who got eliminated, which was one thing during both Rumbles. Um, you know, it was just like, I feel like the timing was off on some of them. Like they, you never knew who was eliminated because they were, you know, you were seeing the entrances and then people were getting eliminated while, um, you know, the entrances were happening. So you would come back and be like, well, where are these people? You know, and they're like, oh, you know, come to find out they had gotten eliminated. Um, so that was a little bit of a, you know, a negative for me is that I felt like sometimes the timing for those spots was off. But um, yeah, overall, I thought it was fun. But yeah, I was drained afterwards, which getting into it, this is a perfect segue to our next match. Um, Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. Um, I feel like it suffered from that that spot placement. I called it. Yep. Yeah. It was it was deader than shit in that that place, man. I mean, the audience was like still. You would have thought they were at a funeral. It was a 24 minute match, and I, I there was maybe a couple good spots that I can remember, but. It was a pretty slow-paced match, and you can't... Yeah, it's submissions. It was more of like a ground-and-pound type match, Um, and it was was the same thing that happened to Seth and Dean at TLC. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was more like intricate storytelling and stuff like that, but people were already so drained, and like, they were coming off of that high from Becky winning the Rumble that like, they weren't... It just... It didn't... It was not a good place for that specific match. I mean, that would have been a better place for like, the tag match, or I mean, even move that, you know... Something else needed to be there. Uh, but it saved at the end when Eric fucking Rowan came in. and No, it's just Rowan. It's just uh, Rowan. It's just Rowan. I do like that they yeah. use the recycle symbol for the O. 
<laughs> oh, we're going to get into all of that. I am so oh hyped. Like, God. I can't even handle it. I, I'm so giddy. How many gimmicks has this guy had? Um, Remember when he was supposed to be, like, the smart, intellectual, like, guy? I don't remember that. I remember he was with the Wyatts. He uh, obviously he's like always been the Wyatts, and then he was. It was Rowan and uh, Luke had their own tag team, and then um, the Bludgeon Brothers with again. You know, it's just a different different gimmick, same guys. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was happy to see him back. I don't mind. I don't mind Rowan, and I definitely don't mind Rowan with Daniel Bryan. I think they're kind of like you know, two two peas in a pod. Yeah, it's a good fit. I mean, it was a kind of a weird ending to a match to, to I don't know, to cost it, you know, I don't know. I think they just can't let Daniel Bryan win clean again. You know what I'm saying? Like, they yeah, had to yep. do something to, to protect AJ. Like, they can't just keep letting Daniel Bryan, even though, like, Daniel, because you knew he was going to retain, because he's, he's just on a hot streak right now. But they can't, they couldn't just keep burying AJ. So they had to do something to make it where it was, you know, like, not fair. Uh, so more on that match in the aftermath a, a little bit later. A universal title match. Uh, Brock Lesnar defeated Finn Balor via submission to retain the title. This was just a little bit over eight minutes long. Pretty good match though. I, I was, uh, you know, feeling the the comeback by by Finn. Hit the coup de gras. And, a major um, coup de gras, like a hard coup de gras. I was like, holy freaking smokes, man. I thought I thought it looked awesome. Um, unfortunately, it didn't get the job done on the beast, but it did look good. Yeah, Brock. Brock. I mean, obviously, Brock needs to lose the title. He's he's just been a part time guy for so long. But he he sells for people pretty well. He sold for Daniel Bryan. I'm glad we're seeing some matches. I'm sure he you know we was tired of facing Roman Reigns for two straight years. But uh, you know he 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 puts up some good fights against Finn and Daniel Bryan, and, and he he sells well. Um, yeah, say I, what I, you want about Brock, but he he will sell for people, and even people like smaller than him, like more unassuming. Like he does a really good job at that. And I did not like uh, the the F fives and the trio of German suplexes afterwards after beating Finn Balor. That kind of just was like, why? why? <sighs> you, you built this guy up. He he looks like a legitimate contender at this point. He well. You know, I, my thought process was, I was thinking, oh, okay, well, they're going to have Finn, um, you know, they're going to start another, they're going to have Finn and Brock Lesnar at Mania instead of Seth and Brock Lesnar at Mania, and then they're going to have Seth face um, Daniel Bryan at Mania. Um, that's where I thought it was going. I thought it was like a continuation, like, you know, like he wasn't done, and maybe they're going to bring out the demon, which I had a huge problem with that they didn't bring out the demon Um in this match because we haven't seen him since what 2016 like when he won his first universal title when he was the demon king yep um and you know i get it save it for special events don't overdo it i don't want to see the demon every week um but if fighting for the universal championship is not a big enough reason to tap into whatever the hell you got in there to bring out all the freaking cards like then what is you know that's a good call i didn't think about that yeah uh, I'm trying to see how many events we have. Elimination Chamber in February, and then in March we have Fast Lane. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the all the pay per views are co branded now, obviously. So two more events. I wouldn't mind seeing a a Finn and Seth tag team match against the champs against Brock, and you know, on that Fast Lane card, just as a you know, it's a throwaway. It's kind of leading up to WrestleMania. We already know who's going to be in the title matches, but uh, that match would be pretty fun. 
Yeah, that would be that would be fun. I definitely don't think they'll do that. They'll probably give us the same <laughs> feuds that we've been seeing. But um, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I definitely feel like they. I mean, they could possibly change it. I mean, we saw that Brock Lesnar and Seth Rollins met at the end of Raw, and you know, Brock dominated Seth. But that doesn't mean like you know, maybe it doesn't mean that they're going to fight. Maybe they are, they are setting Finn up, you know, uh, for mania. Cause what's Finn going to do at mania if he doesn't face Brock, you know, I know Bobby Lashley came out and, um, oh, confronted him, but, God. uh, I, I mean, no one's excited to see that. Right. I'm not, fight, I'm not excited to see him do anything. <laughs> I know. I um, need a shirt that says, stop trying to make Bobby Lashley happen. Oh, we it's need to make that. Happen. That's the, that's the <laughs> neck pro wrestling tees t-shirt. <laughs> That'd be great. With the girl from Mean Girls on it. With the picture yes. of Mean Girls on it. Uh, Men's Royal Rumble was the final match of the night. I'm, I'm glad that was the case. And uh, my only problem with this, it was just very, I don't know, nothing kind of happened. You know, it wasn't. There was, there's been times, Sheena, and this is not just because we didn't see any old, old guys come back. You know, there was, there was times where we'd see Kane come into the ring and, and clear the, clear the ring out, or, yeah. or we'd see like, you know, I was hoping to see Braun, Bray Wyatt that one year, Roman, yeah, did Bra- it one year, yeah, Braun. I was hoping to see Braun and Drew, Drew McIntyre get into it, or like we didn't see like two guys just kind of like take over, like all the other guys sit back and just watch two guys just go at it, like it was just a very by the book Royal Rumble and and I I don't I don't know it just felt I, I you talked about it uh, afterwards with me I I did not like how Seth Rollins was outside of the match for so long it felt like a long I time mean, you said it was ten it minutes felt, it felt like a long time but dude he came in at number ten like what was he supposed to do like he had to last till the end so and I was really worried when he came in at number ten I was like oh this isn't good this isn't good and then Bobby Lashley you know slammed him and I was like oh this isn't good <laughs> this isn't good you know yeah. um but um I I liked the men's Royal Rumble. I thought it was awesome. I thought it was awesome to see like, you know, Pete Dunn and Alistair Black and Johnny Gargano, like, like mixed with these guys that we know and love, you know? Um, I mean, like how many dream matches were there in the ring at the same time? You oh, know, yeah, like for all, sure. all these people, um, we didn't see the, the legends. I mean, obviously Jeff Jarrett was the only true, um, like legend that we saw. Kurt Angle was in there, but I still consider him like modern at the, at the moment, you know, like he's still in the, in the mix. Um, but, um, you know, I'm okay with that. I think it really gives some of those newer guys and some of the people who are on different brands like, you know, UK and uh, NXT and all of these things and uh, 205 Live, it gives them a little more exposure to a bigger audience. And I, I have no issues with that. And I think it's cool because it gives them an opportunity, right? Like maybe if Vince sees that, you know, uh, Pete Dunn or somebody gets a huge pop, like maybe there's something more in the cards for them than what they're doing now, you know? And I think it, it could really uh, elevate a lot of these guys to let them get in there and, and do something. Yeah, I, I mean, I, there was a ton of talent in the ring. It was fun. I really wish, both for the men's and the women's, that they can promote NXT a little bit more. I mean, I watch it as, you know, not every week religiously, but I'm sure most of the people in that arena don't watch it. So when some of these guys come out, you know, there's a, there's a pop for them, but mm-hmm. it's it's not the, the reaction I think they, they'd get if they could, you know, show some highlights on Raw of fucking NXT, man. I mean, that's that's your True. bread and butter. So when these guys come up, they're they're – they're a made they're a made faction or something. Imagine if I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves, but man, keep Dean around, make him the head of uh, undisputed era when they come up or something, and just have him make an NWO faction and 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 just do it like that. I don't know, just just more. That's your minor league system, so like promote it. 
True, but I think I think the people I think the the people at like the Rumble and like at Survivor Series and at Mania like that's a hardcore crowd. I yeah, think they the do watch NXT. The you know, yeah, yeah, it's not like a Monday Night Raw crowd. It's not a two you know a, a SmackDown crowd. Um, I think those people like the pay per view crowd like. I would say is a majority because um, they're there all weekend, you know, like when it's something like the rumble or mania, like, you know, or um, SummerSlam, like these people have been there all weekend. They're going to access, they're going to, you know, NXT, they're going to um, the rumble or whatever the event is. Um, so I do think it is a hardcore crowd. And I think they know who these people are versus like you said, like you're every, every week, you know, television audience may not know. So I definitely think they're, you know, to run it on TV, like on USA, I think would be a better place than like at the, you know, at the pay-per-views. Uh, I'm torn about the Nia Jackson coming in at number 30. It was, it was cool to see it was something, mm-hmm. something different because at that point it was just kind of, you know, that your, your, your guys that you you know, everyone, no surprises. Um, and it did, it did, what it did do really well is, is, I totally forgot about Seth on the outside and Braun on the outside. So mm-hmm. she kind of gave a little bit of a buffer time a bit, there. A distraction. Yeah, she yep. was a distraction. Because after, she gave go ahead, yeah, sorry. she gave some guys yeah, sorry, she gave some guys some good spots. I mean, she gave Ziggler a good spot, she gave Rey Mysterio a good spot, and then, you know, obviously Randy Orton. Um, they all got to do their finishes on her and I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool. That didn't sound very good, did it? <laughs> they all finished let me, on her, let, yeah. me, let me rephrase that they all got to you know do their um, finishing maneuvers <laughs> yeah onto her person yes uh well i was i don't know what i was thinking it was late or something and she got thrown out and um i forget it was still in it was two guys was it ziggler and uh almas were still in the ring i was like oh shit one of these guys is gonna win the royal rumble i totally forgotten about the other two guys yeah. Um, well, I thought it was, I, I, I didn't mind Nia Jax coming into the men's rumble. I know there were some people and I don't think anybody did. I didn't see any like harsh criticisms. I mean, you know, people, I, I thought if anything, it gave her a little more heat because, um, you know, she kind of like screwed our truth out of his, out of his opportunity to be in the rumble. Um, and truth is over, <laughs> you know? So, um, I, the thing that kind of like, you know, not to get, to, um, you know, I like to keep it kayfabe, but I was thinking to myself, like, so you're telling me that, like, Becky Lynch, like, Lana was hurt, and Becky Lynch had to, like, plead her way into the Women's Royal Rumble, which she belonged in, you know, um, which was, you know, specific to her gender, and yet Nia Jax can just come in and, like, beat somebody up and enter herself into the men's Royal Rumble, you know, like, with, like, not ask anyone permission. I was like, that was a little awkward for me. I was like, well, why did Becky have to try try so hard? Why didn't Becky just, like, when Lana was down, like, why didn't Becky just run into the ring instead of having to, like, plead and be announced into the Royal Rumble? And now that we have Royal Rumbles for each gender, why are we even allowing women and, I mean, is is a man going to enter the women's Royal Rumble next year? Like, I don't know, it just seems... I could see uh, um, Ellsworth entering oh, the women's God. royal rumble yeah, uh, yeah. Who, anybody stand out stand out for you here that uh just isn't a huge name i don't i mean alistair black had a nice showing i really liked um Mustafa ali was in there for like 30 minutes i called him mm-hmm. throwing out your boy uh samoa joe which was nice to see yeah um i, I think the most eliminations was Strowman, right i think he had like five eliminations five yeah yeah um 
But uh, yeah, I thought everybody looked good. I didn't think anybody like, you know, super stood out. I mean, it's kind of really hard to like stand out unless you win the rumble or unless you're one of the last four. Um, But I thought, I thought everybody looked, I thought everybody looked really good. Can we talk about Braun Strowman for a minute? Sure. This, this guy is, had the world in his hands. He was the hottest thing on raw and he's such an afterthought now, isn't mm-hmm. he? Like it's yeah. sad. I mean, like what what are they going to do with him? I think do you I think you I, have to turn him heel once once Seth wins the title, right? I think they let him cool off. He obviously gave Seth his blessing to go slay the beast. Um so I think you let him cool off for a little bit and then bring him back. Um cuz you know, I he doesn't have he doesn't have heat or love either way, you know. So it's it's kind of indifferent, um which is unfortunate for Braun. I think he's just suffered from a lot of like you know, injury and like a little bit of bad booking and all of those things. Um, so, you know, like I said, I think Nicholas from the moment they put him in the ring with Nicholas, um, I think that was the moment that, you know, Braun Strowman kissed his main event push. Goodbye. Uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. But yeah, you, yes. when you're in a ring with a guy like Nicholas, you're going to get overshadowed, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah. You know, he totally, uh, totally took away all of all of Braun's uh, star power. Oh man! Uh, over. I mean, I love the ending of the match. I love seeing the curb stomp on the on the apron. That was a cool, yes. a cool finished. I, I definitely loved. Uh, if we're talking wrestling figures, I loved uh, Seth's Chicago Bears outfit. I think hopefully they make, yeah. a, make a figure out of that. I, they def, I think they definitely will. I mean, especially since he won the Rumble, I think that that figure is probably going to be in the in the lineup. I do think afterwards, I thought the men's Rumble should be last because I was wanting Seth to win, and I thought it would be a super cool moment, you know, for Seth to win and like you know close out the show. Um, but looking back on it, I feel like they should have had the women's Royal Rumble last. I feel like Becky winning the the women's Royal Rumble was like a bigger moment than Seth winning, you know. Oh, I don't. I hate 100%. to say that because I, lo- I love them both, but um, you know, I think uh, I think it would have been really cool to see like Becky close out the show. Yeah, and I don't mind that. You know, we kind of knew these two were going to be the finishes of these matches. It didn't really that didn't is not what took away from me at all because they're both the man. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, if you're going to read the dirt sheets and 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 all of you know be have everything spoiled for you, then you know you're going to know what's going to happen. But if you know mm-hmm. the, the casual fan was pretty excited about this, and I think I, I like where both of these situations are going heading forward. Um, yeah, for sure. I want to. I'm going to rewatch it. I feel like I was. I don't know. It's like when I watch a movie and I was and I'm just super hyped about something. I just didn't feel like anything. I don't know if a year from now I'm going to remember anything from this card except for, you know, Seth and Becky winning. You know, maybe it just wasn't. Maybe it just wasn't what you expected. Because in years past we've had like lots of you know legends and like you know surprise entrances. And this this year what there weren't as many surprise entrances um, as there normally are. I think a lot of stuff was announced ahead of time. Um, and you know the the thing is is like now WWE has so many brands that like you're not going to see all of those, you know, all the old heads. You're going to see yep. new, fresh faces. And that's what they promised us, and that's what we wanted. So you know, good. like, yeah, they, they, they they told us, you know, like, hey, this is a new this is a new era. This is a new Raw. You're going to get new matchups, and, you know, new talent's going to get brought up. And so I feel like they, they delivered on their promise with both the Rumbles. Um, you know, as much as I would have liked to see, like, Trish and Lita in the Women's Rumble, like, I was okay not having them because I got to see some some people that I don't get to see all the time, you know? 
For sure. I did not need to see Jeff Jarrett again in a wrestling <laughs> ring. That awful outfit. Oh, my God. He looked like a clown. He looked like a freaking... Oh, God. All right. Overall, uh, Royal Rumble, pretty good. Let's get into Raw and SmackDown before we move into some uh, news and notes and, and get into our wrestling figure segment. Um, overall thoughts on Raw? What stood out? What was good? What was bad for you, Sheena? Well, can I say that Ronda Rousey was both good and bad? Uh, you <laughs> she, can. Actually, yeah. she was she was really bad and she was really good. So it was really like I felt very conflicted. Um, you know, she came out and did a did a promo, and Phil, it was like you know I love Ronda Rousey and like I try not to bag on her like, but dude, it was so uncomfortable for me to watch it. Like I felt like I could have went out there. And like cut a better promo on the fly, or they could have just picked someone out of the audience and cut a better promo. Like she got so flustered by the booze, and she got so like you could tell she was like trying to read the script in her mind. Um, you know what she was uh. going to say about Sasha Banks, and then she like you know had that moment where she broke character and she laughed, and she's like, "Oh, you guys made me, um, you guys made me uh, stutter. Like good for you." Um, and then she awkwardly pointed to the WrestleMania sign, and then they to make matters even worse, they cut her off and just like hit Bailey's music and I was like I, I couldn't believe it I was like I thought that was all she was gonna do you know I thought she was gonna have this match with Bailey and that was gonna be it and I was like no Rhonda no like this is the post rumble raw like how can you do this and then after she had her um after she had her match with Bailey, the man came out to a monstrous pop, which was like insane. Um, that we expected. She limped to the ring. Um, Becky delivered as always. Like she's just such a freaking natural. Like everything that Becky does is just like amazing. Um, but she she delivered, and then Ronda delivered like a killer cutthroat promo where she told her like you know, you know, I know, and everyone in this ring knows, or everyone in this arena knows that I could kill you with my bare hands without breaking a sweat. And the only thing that's keep, or the only thing that's keeping me from it is my decision not to, you know, and told her that she was going to own her. I know because it's true. It's so true. Like, I mean, she literally, she's, she could break Becky's neck and we would, we would blink and be like, what happened? You know? Um, and so it, I, it was awesome. I mean, she just, it, it was crazy to me because it was just such stark difference differences like she was she felt so like rigid and stiff at the front end of that you know when our first promo and then she just like freaking spit during that second promo and I was like whoa you know so um that definitely stood out to me and I'm super hyped for for Becky and Rhonda to go to go head to head uh, I did see a couple highlights of uh, Jeff Jarrett and the Road Dog coming out, and um, the Road Dog asking everyone, uh, "If you're not down with that, we got two words for you." And uh, you know, the crowd <laughs> responds, and then he, and then I think the crowd was like cheering, like "Holy shit!" And um, he, he said, "Like, oh, this is a family show. You guys shouldn't be saying that. You literally just asked everyone to suck your dick." <laughs> Yeah, so much for the family. I'm like, do you not remember what that means? Like, yeah, has, it exactly. been that, has it has it been that long? Like, we're not talking straws here. Why? You know, like, why is it? A, you, why do you think it's a crotch chop? <laughs> I, you know? On the back of that, why are we turning Elias heel now? Um, because they don't know what to do with him. I don't. I I think um he's in that weird spot. Like, I feel like they don't know where to where to go with him because he's awesome. At everything he does, he's so over. Yep. But I mean, he hasn't really had any meaningful feuds. Like, let's be, let's think back to the past like year. I don't think he's no. had anything that's like super. Like, I can't 
recall anything that he's done that I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, obviously like his segments are great, but nothing that I'm like, oh my gosh. Like remember that Elias match? Like it was incredible. Um, and I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's something with him that we don't know about behind the scenes. Like maybe, you know, he has some limiting issues or something that we don't know about, but, um, yeah, I don't think they know what to do with him. So I think they're just going to try everything until something works because people love Elias. I love Elias. Yeah, he was great. I mean, he's great in the ring. I, I enjoy watching him. So um, we saw Seth come down and he was going to pick who he was going to face at Wrestle, uh, WrestleMania. Brock jumps in and attacks him, gives him, was it five or six F5s? Yeah, no, Brock was, yeah, Brock was in the ring and Seth came out after, um, yeah, so Brock was in the ring and then Seth came out because, um, Paul Heyman was like, you know, basically telling everybody like Seth Rollins' only option is to go fight Daniel Bryan because he's not going to like, he's not going to want to take on the beast. Um, so Seth obviously abruptly comes out and like shuts that down and like takes first strike at Brock, which I thought was awesome. Um, but yeah, he got beat down by, by Brock. Um, so I'm assuming, you know, obviously like that, that means that they're, they're like, he chose him, but I don't think it was, um, specifically noted that that's what's happening. Yeah. I think they did on the Twitter account. I think they did. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, Seth, I, Seth said it. He'll husband. He was like, Oh, it's a, it's official. And I was like, I don't, I didn't get that from raw. Like I didn't get that it was official, you know, but I mean, what what would be cool is if next week on Raw they he would say you know what I was gonna do is I, I was gonna challenge Daniel Bryan to you kick my ass but now I want yeah. you you know something <laughs> like that instead of just putting it on Twitter like you know yeah I thought well I thought it was pretty cool how Becky like basically not she didn't punk out Seth Rollins but she basically was like I don't need I don't like unlike Seth Rollins like I don't need a lot of time like I want you and I was like ooh like cold chills. <laughs> Yeah, it was it was an yeah. awesome moment. That's that's the intro to our show this week. So that's uh, that got me pretty hyped. Also, really quickly, so here's something else I don't understand. So we got elimination chamber coming up, and we have um, the women on Raw had qualifying matches for getting into the elimination chamber match, but then we got to SmackDown, and um, you know, Fire and Desire or whatever their tag team name is, they just declared Mandy Rose and uh, Sonya just declared that they're going to be in the women's elimination chamber match. And I'm like, so why did the women on raw have to qualify? And then you just get to declare that you get to be in it. Um, yeah, which that I didn't make much sense. I guess it's no, because I know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to apply logic to an illogical situation. I get that. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because with, you know, with Becky and Charlotte, none of them are going to be in this t- tag team thing. So in Oscar, so that's three women there. Uh, I, I don't think they have enough women on the roster to field six tag teams, you know, which is, uh, I don't know. I mean, they're throwing people together. They put, um, Oh, who was, uh, Natalia with Natalia was with, Oh, um, Dana Brooke. So, I mean, they're, they're piecing people together. I mean, they don't have legitimate tag teams, but I mean, we haven't had a tag team division. So, you know, I think they're, they'll start to feel each other out and see what, what good tag teams fit with what, but we have three spots left open for the women's, um, elimination chamber match. But yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was kind of crazy. Also, we did get some clarity. Um, I know you've been into this Mandy Rose, Usos, Naomi feud for a while. Um, we did get some clarity on why, Mandy hates Naomi and why she's trying to ruin her marriage. Did you um, did you catch that? I didn't see that. No, yeah, I've been uh, I've been running back and forth Monday and Tuesday, so I, I just oh, piecemealed yeah. SmackDown and Raw. 
Oh, yeah. So basically, this was probably cut from the Hulu version, but um, she said that when they were on, when Mandy was on Tough Enough, you know, Team Bad, if you remember them from a while back, which was Tamina, um, Naomi, and Sasha, they were judges on Tough Enough. And they, like, I guess Naomi had really ridiculed Mandy and, like, made her feel bad and gave her a complex. And her complex was so bad that, you know, she would go home and be, like, so devastated that her boyfriend broke up with her. And now she's <laughs> oh like, my God. I know. And now she's hell bent on uh, ruining Naomi's relationship. So at least we have a storyline. Like now I'm like, okay, well at least I can like understand what, like you've, you've put something together to make me understand why this is happening. So I was very happy to, to see that. Wow. That's, uh, wow. I don't know what to say to that. Uh, <laughs> no, Mandy Rose doesn't seem to be the type of person that would, uh, get upset about something like that. But. Yeah. It doesn't seem like she has very much comp, very much complex. But yeah, she was like, uh, you know, she did kind of allude to like it was making fun. You know, she was like, oh, it's really hard being me. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, gorgeous and athletic and all things, <laughs> you know, I know and, yeah. blonde and beautiful. Yeah, it's so, so hard. Uh, um, so she was poking a little bit of fun. But yeah, it did feel a little bit daytime TV ish. But, um, you know, I mean, that that whole feud has been like that from the beginning. But I thought I wanted to let you know that there was some clarity on oh, that. Thank you so much. Yeah, I did see the uh, the sm- the new SmackDown Championship belt, the uh, Daisy Memorial belt, which I oh my gosh, I it absolutely needs own, love. It needs its own entrance music. Like, can we get the belt some entrance music because it is phenomenal? I know. I guess I shouldn't say it's phenomenal because AJ Styles, but it is amazing. I am inventing a new segment on the show called rank them. I want you to rank these belts, the Daisy belt, the smoking skull, the Brahma bull and the spinner belt. I want you to rank them best to worst. Okay. Give those to me one more time. The uh, stone cold smoking skull belt, the, the rocks Brahma bull belt, John Cena's spinner belt and the new, uh, eco friendly belt. Oh, well, eco-friendly belt is number one. Um, Yeah, the new eco-friendly belt. And then Smoking Skull. And then I would have to go Brahma Bull and uh, Spinner. I was never much of a a fan of the Spinner belt. Yeah, me either. I love that Smoking Skull. God, that's a cool Oh, God. That's one belt that I, like, need for my collection. Like, it is so, like, I love that belt so much with the snake skin. Like, it's gorgeous. Have they said if they're going to sell this uh, on WWE Shop yet? The uh, I haven't. Belt? I haven't heard anything. My thought process is it's going to be like an access exclusive, kind of like what when the Money in the Bank briefcase first came out. Um, you know, back at WrestleMania 31 when they started selling the Money in the Bank briefcase, or um, when they did like the New Day belts or the um, what else was it? It was like there was they had an exclusive of. But yeah, I'm I'm afraid it's going to be like an access exclusive, and I'm going to be like you know so. Um, so sad because we're not going to access. So if anybody out there is going to mania and you're going to access, and this does happen to be the case, let me know. Cause I'm PayPal ready. Okay. Nice, I, need, nice. I need this championship belt in my life. Like it is just, it's made from the fall a naturally fallen Oak made of, <laughs> you know, sustainably sourced hemp, like, you know, all the natural elements, like it could not be, more perfect don't count out jeff hardy in that elimination chamber with that you know sustainable hemp belt i mean he's got extra motivation <laughs> now. <laughs> yeah he he'll bring a lighter to the ring he'll hey jeff you got the belt oh man <laughs> here i just got the couple metal plates left that's it 
<laughs> oh, that is so great. Well, it's wood plates. He could use that as an oh, action. Oh, that's right. There you go. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, it, I, I think that Elimination Chamber match is going to be good with uh, Joe, Randy Orton, Daniel Bryan, Mustafa Ali, um, AJ, and Jeff Hardy. Obviously, I hope that um, Daniel Bryan retains because I need to see this this belt more on television and I need to see more of the Planet's Champion on my television every week. We didn't. We didn't touch. I hate to go back to the Royal Rumble because we touched on it so long. But I talked about Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and Bray Wyatt, and none of those guys came back. Those that would have been. I mean, I don't need to see old guys come back, but some guys coming back from injury would have been nice. And then Velveteen Dream was the guy from NXT that everyone would have popped for. And why wasn't he in it? So those were four yeah. guys that I just wanted to. I totally had forgotten about that, but yeah. Yeah, I was shocked not to see Dream. Um, the other guys, I can see like them waiting and then like actually having like a storyline ready for them to return because these other guys, like we don't know them, so you know they don't really need a storyline ready in place, right? Like we just need to see their faces, get them out there, like you know, then they can go back to wherever they came from, whether it's you know NXT or UK or whatever. Um, but if you put somebody like Kevin Owens or you know Bray Wyatt or somebody out there, then the question is going to be like, well, where are they? What are they doing? What's next for them? Right. So you got to have a storyline in place for them. And I think a lot of that stuff's going to come into play post Mania because I feel like the storylines are already so cemented right now, and we're on the road to WrestleMania that like you can't really insert like a Kevin Owens into the situation yeah, right true. now because it would just it would just be like I feel like he's going to be better placed like to start a fresh new year after Mania and then like have some sort of run after that. Uh, we are an hour and 11 minutes into the show, and this is probably the biggest news that we need to cover, but it came out a couple of days ago that Dean Ambrose is, this is a press release from the WWE, Dean Ambrose is not going to renew his contract after it expires in April, uh, he is going to be gone from the WWE, Sheena, this has never happened before, we have never heard of a wrestler, you know, We've seen people come and go, but WWE has never acknowledged that when someone is going to leave, even with you know WCW back in the day, you know TNA in its heyday, is this something? Number one, is this for real? Because this seems really out of place. And um, what what do you make of all this? I mean, I'm having a hard time because there's some things there's some things that have come out that make me really feel like it's it's shoot, and it's like really happening, and it's legit. And then there's other things that give me pause and make me think like we're, I'm getting worked, you know, um, one, the fact that WWE announced it so early, like that makes me feel like it's a work. Cause like, why, what, what do they benefit from announcing Dean's release this early? You know, if he's not coming back after mania, which is still a couple months away, um, you know, I, cause that you're basically telling us right now, like, Oh, he's not going to be in any important storylines or anything, you know, like, like up until mania, um, which I thought was super weird. But then, you know, um, Renee, like she posted on Instagram. Um, what was it? It was like, you know, the world, it was a picture of Dean Ambrose and it was like, the world is yours. My love, no guts, no glory. So I'm like, well, obviously she's alluding to him, not like this was right after the news broke. So this is, you know, alluding to him, not renewing his contract. Um, and everything that I've, you know, heard or read or, you know, seen in reports is basically saying like, he just, he's not happy with the creative. He's not happy with having to do like hokey shit, like in his storylines and stuff. And, um, you know, he's just over it and he's just ready to, you know, have his way out. So a couple of things, them announcing it is kind of weird because they've never done that before. Um, but to to make a press release makes it seem pretty official. I, it'd be a slippery slope to you start using actual WWE press releases uh, for for storyline stuff. But um, 
Would you well, really put that past WWE though? No, I would not. And and obviously, if if some, if if he is going to leave, they're not going to use. You know, it sounded like on Raw when I, the, some of the things that I did watch from Hulu that he was gonna he was in the ring for for something and he was gonna he sat down was gonna make an announcement, but yes. then Nia Jax came out, which was you know this is this is getting ridiculous in the first place. This just the Nia Jax intergender stuff, but. Um, it was weird. So yeah. So what happened on Raw is one, him and Seth, him and Seth had a match. Um, you know, Triple H sanctioned a match for them um, because he basically said like, "You've never beat me clean." Um, and so he beat Seth Rollins, beat Dean Ambrose clean, and then it cut to commercial break. And then uh, you, we came back, and Dean Ambrose was sitting in the middle of the ring in a chair, and he said, "You know, guys, don't heckle me right now. I'm pouring out my soul to you." And I was like, oh, my God, is this like pipe bomb? Like, what's happening here? You know, Um, and he said, uh, when I first started with WWE and then it was like Nia Jax's music hit. And then I read I was trying to read his lips and it felt like he said, are you kidding me or is this a joke? You know what I'm saying? Like something like that. And I was like, I was like, oh, my gosh, like what is happening here? Like I couldn't tell if I was getting worked. And then obviously like Nia came into the ring and they had like a standoff and they they were like mocking each other. And then she hit him in the back like as he was exiting the ring. And first of all, let me just say, where the hell was Renee Young? Because if you put your hands on my man and you're a chick, like (laughs) I'm going to take I'm going to take your head off. You know what I'm saying? So the fact that Renee Young didn't jump in that ring and like jump on Nia's back is like, no, like you you protect your man. Um, but yeah, I thought it was all really, was all really strange. And it also leads me to believe like, well, if he leaves, like, I mean, Renee's going to leave. Yeah. I just, you, your wife you works know. for the company. That's mean you're, you're traveling together already. That's probably one of the perks of everything. You can travel and save money on hotels and all that kind of stuff. So if, if he's going to go work somewhere else, um, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I have a retro recommendation match of, of a good a Dean Del- Dean Ambrose match that I li- I really liked, but mm-hmm. you know I had to kind of dig for one. It's you know mm-hmm. he has to be kind of with the right guy to really to to shine in the ring. Um, Dean has had some dude. Dean has uh, been part. Oh, he's he's been part of the Shield, which is basically like like WWE has been built around the Shield for like the last six years, you know, uh, in various storylines. Um, Dean is awesome. I mean, what about, I mean, he won Money in the Bank and cashed it in in the same freaking night to a, a monstrous pop. Like he, dude, Dean is awesome. He had a, um, a uh, match against like Bray Wyatt or he got the one he was, he was fighting Seth and then Bray Wyatt came in and, um, you know, gave him the sister Abigail. Like he, he's good. Like I, I like Dean. I know you, you have a different opinion, but I think Dean is amazing. Yeah. I mean, there, when I went back, there was some really good matches and we'll get to that in a little bit. So I, I'm not going to totally shit on the guy. I just don't feel like, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to just blame it on whenever somebody sucks on wrestling, we just blame it on bad booking. I, I don't, I don't feel like that's the case. I mean, his his move set has gotten when he did this freaking off the rope like thing was I mean yeah that's not my favorite move I definitely don't love the um the second rope like springboard thing that he does like the clothesline like I you know I don't like that or the suicide dive um but you know to say that he's not a great talent like I think that's you know what would it be I mean now that AEW is kind of risen from the ashes of whatever and they're going to be kind of thinking everyone's you know that's that's on the front of everyone's mind so why not mm-hmm. use it why not make a storyline where one of your top guys is leaving and have them you know 
leave for a couple months, but you know, you just signed him into a new contract. You start a storyline, have him come back in the summer out of nowhere and pretend like this whole thing was on purpose. You know, I don't know. Like that would make sense to me. I just don't see, I just don't see someone leaving in, in the position he's in for, you know, for bad for bad writing like you know it's this is where you want to be i feel like i don't know true but maybe he's just done with wrestling you know i was thinking like well is he gonna go back to being like john moxley like is he you know what's he gonna do and then i was thinking well maybe he's just gonna like not wrestle for a while you know um i was thinking like is he gonna go to aew is he gonna go you know somewhere else ring of honor whatever but like um i just feel like maybe he just needs some time off right i mean because there's really not a spot for him right now. I feel like, I mean, so it would be a good time for him to take off as much as I'm like heartbroken. Like I don't want Dean to leave and I want them to find a spot for him, but you know, with Seth in the the main event picture and potentially going to be the universal champion and Roman out, um, where does that, where does that leave Dean? You know, for sure. Yeah. I have mixed emotions on it. I, I'm interested to see where it goes. And if, if they do use him heavily in the weeks coming, uh, leading up to WrestleMania, it leads me to believe that he's going to stick around. I mean, I, I feel like if, are they just trying to get ahead of it? They know he's going to go somewhere else. So they want to, you know, that, that would be the only reason I would feel like they would announce it so early. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so that it's not like, so it's not like they feel like that WWE, like you got, yeah, that he like kind of like slipped one in on WWE, like, Oh, well, I'm going here. You know, like they want to be ahead of the curve. I can see that happening too. Like them just saying like, okay, well, if you're going to go here, like we're going to announce it that, you know, you're leaving and we, we, we hope you come back and all of that. But, um, but they didn't wish him well on his future endeavors. Yep. Like they said, we wish him well, but it was like, we don't, they, you know, they normally use the verbiage, like we wish you well on your future endeavors. So that's usually when they release somebody though. Right. True. But I mean, they're not releasing him. He's not renewing his contract, but maybe they're not going to wish him well on his future endeavors because he's going to AEW. Yeah. They don't like his endeavors. Maybe he doesn't have the (laughs) best endeavors. (laughs) Right. The other guys that they released are like, they don't know. They probably don't even have anything lined up yet. So they're just like, all right, we'll see you. Good luck. That'd be a cool finishing move. the The future endeavor. The future endeavor. Yeah. That could be cool. Another rumor that Hideo Itami has asked for his release and has been granted that. And, Mm -hmm. um, you have here, yeah. will he go? I mean, if like anytime anybody leaves the WWE now for the next year, it's going to be, will he go to AEW? I feel like it might be yeah. perfect perfect for him because AEW is going to be all about wrestling. And Adeo Tommy is not good on the mic. He is not uh, a promo guy. He's not a storyline kind of guy. He's just a flat out badass wrestler. Um, so if that's what AEW wants, I'm sure he'll go there. I heard something or somebody read on Reddit that it was uh, his. He, was really not enjoying living in the U.S. and his family wasn't really enjoying being in the U.S. So he wants to go back to Japan. So uh, we'll see I could, there. I could see that. Yeah, he just suffered from the injury bug. Like you know, got hurt and just never really got a chance to build any sustainable momentum. You know, I mean, he came in in 2014 and it was just like one thing after another. And I mean, we saw him at NXT Takeover in San Jose, um, and it was, I mean, he did the GTS, and he was just on fire, and people loved him, um, but then again, it was just like after that, he just kind of like, you know, everything happened, and I think he would fit in with AEW. I think he would, I, like you said, I think he would be a good, somebody good for them to get, and I hope he does. I hope he does go, um, you know, find somewhere where he can be successful, because he's great. I hope we, and I still hope we get the Hideo Tommy figure. Like, I hope they don't pull the plug on that. Like, give us that, please. Yeah, that was kind of weird when they moved that back. So maybe they had, yeah. had this thing yeah. was happening. So, 
Um, <laughs> any other news or notes from uh, from WrestleMania from from uh, Royal Rumble from the weekend? Royal Rumble? Yeah. No, <clears throat> every I feel like we we touched on the, all the high points. I mean, it was loaded, and I feel like everything was good. I enjoyed you know uh, take over the Rumble, and then I thought we're on SmackDown. We're actually pretty good this week too so um yeah a good good week of wrestling i was excited all right well let's get into our weekly purchases on our go figure segment the money. here we go money talk oh shane i love you uh, this is our weekly purchases segment called Go Figures, where we talk about whatever wrestling figures we bought over the last week. And uh, I'll let Sheena go first because uh, she didn't have much last week, so I'm sure she has a nice haul this week. Just a couple of things. Um, we got Elite 3 um, HBK from a guy here locally. He's selling off his entire collection. He normally has like a WWE tent set up at our local like swap meet, um, and he has tons of stuff, but... Um, you know, we got that Elite Three from him, and it's it's just super awesome. He's got like the HBK hat and it, like the HBK um, blue shirt, the cloth shirt, and then like the you know the chaps and the silver-toed boots. And so, yeah, it was pretty pretty awesome. And then we also got from eBay a custom DX Rick Rude. So we're rounding out oh, our wow. DX. Yeah, our DX cube. Um, all we need is a china, but I, I have yet to see like a really good custom china. I don't think we're going to be getting one from Mattel anytime in the near future. So I always keep my eyes open for a good custom china, but it just has not, just has not happened. Oh man, I need the info for that guy selling off his whole collection. I see people doing that on Facebook all the time. I don't know if you're if you're in this deep on the figure game. I mean, I guess if you get into money troubles or something, but I couldn't imagine selling. You know, this has been a lot of work just for me for the last year or so. I can't imagine for how long you've been doing this thing. So to to just quit after years of collecting, I just feel like it's, it's just weird. I don't know. I think maybe he just watched the Marie Kondo tidying up and he just got inspired. <laughs> and, you know, he's he's getting rid of things that don't spark his joy. Just need three figures. That's it. That's all I need. <laughs> just three. That's it. Oh man, uh, any th- those are that's it for you for this week. That's good. That's, yeah, it was, it was a nice little. It was a you know different haul, but it was a it was a small one. But it was I thought it was good. Okay, I uh, I don't know if I mentioned this on the last show. I received my second set of retro series seven. They finally came in the mail. Uh, a good brother from uh, from one of my Facebook groups bought them for me, sent them out. We still have not seen retro series seven here in Maryland in any store. I've been to every Walmart. And uh, my mother works at a Walmart, and she has access to, like, the inventory system. It doesn't look like they're coming anytime soon. So that's depressing. We have not we have not seen them here on the island either. We've had the same retros for months, so um, I don't foresee us seeing seeing them anytime in the near future. Uh, So I'm going to let that second set of retros breathe uh, because Sheena has convinced me to uh, to get two sets now. So now I'm buying twice two two of everything. Uh, so yeah, that's good. My wife where, has been enjoying that. Yeah, this is where we need the glorious drop. Anytime you say you're going to release those uh, poor figures from their plastic prisons, we need a glorious drop. I just need to find like right a here. YouTube clip of like somebody gasping for air. Maybe like a uh, Buzz Lightyear when he like uh, that when he let his uh, let his mask open. Thinks he's on Nailed a it. foreign planet. Yeah. Um, Nailed I, it. I, I'm back on the Hasbro train too, so I've been preparing the the house is going to be ready in the next month or two. I want to have a yeah, the Detolf Ziegler set up with all the Hasbros, all the retros. So I picked up Rick Steiner from our boy Hastel, Hastel Toy on Instagram. That's H-A-S-T-T-E-L-T-O-Y. 
sold me. Uh, I've I, I've had the, the Scott Steiner since I was a little boy. Now I got the Rick Steiner, which seems like nobody ever had that one. And uh, I bought the Million Dollar Man, the Bushwhackers, and Jimmy Snuka in the old Hasbro's. Uh, not not an exciting purchase, but it was just kind of just to check off some boxes. Um, that yeah. was from uh, my boy Jimmy HD on Facebook, another another Facebook group. And uh, earlier today, I just was bored after work and had some time to kill, so I stopped into Big Lots. They had Elite Fifty Six, so I, I picked up the AJ Styles there for ten bones. And um, headed over to Five Below and picked up. I've I've been I have no idea what these muscle figures are. I don't remember them from my childhood. But they had two left on the pegs. There were three bucks, and there was a Mean Gene in one of them. So I said, Ah, what the hell? Let me pick these up. I'm sure the kid will play with them, or I can do something with them. But uh, I just it bothers me that they're just a, a plain color. They're not they're not uh, colorized. But uh, you know, if I can get the last Mean Gene figure ever made, it's pretty cool. So. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So that was it for me. I still have some. Uh, hopefully, we're going to see Retro Series Eight come out. I know Ringside Collectibles has those now. I think that's Zack Ryder, Iron Sheik, Braun Strowman, and I'm forgetting the last person on that. Uh, Jeff Hardy was the fourth one. So those should be hitting stores hopefully soon. Uh, I've been scouring my targets for Elite uh, NXT Elites with uh, Ruby Riot. And Alistair Black and Drew McIntyre, they have nowhere to be seen. And I'm still trying to find that Pete Dunne NXT Elite. I don't know what is going on. but uh, Yeah, a few of those have showed up on, on eBay, but nothing, you know, nothing mainland or here yet that I've, that I've known of. Yeah, I don't know what, uh, I've had to change up my strategy or what, but uh, I'm, I'm ready to buy. I got money. I got the money right now. I'm ready to buy some stuff. I literally he's have. Got the, he's got cable money, people. I got, ca- I got that money. Xfinity got money, baby. I got the Xfinity money. Um, what about the uh, the pics that surface of the LJN Young Bucks? Um, those oh, are yeah. pretty freaking awesome, right? I mean, I feel like they just totally nailed it on like the packaging and the figure, and I love the poses. Um, I feel like, you know, some of the hardcore people will be like, oh my gosh, the, the poses, you can't do anything with them in that pose. But I mean, what other pose were you going to put these guys in? You know, um, they're yeah. awesome. It said on the box that they were, they're opposable though, right? I mean, you should be able to move them around a little. Yeah, but they're kind of like leaning, you know what I'm saying? Like their legs are a little bit, I don't know what the articulation yeah. is, is exactly going to be on these guys, but you know, the way they look like their legs are kind of bent, things like that. But uh, we'll see once they get released because they are definite must-haves. And you know we're going to break them out of their plastic prison as soon as we get them. Yeah, they're owned by uh, Chocolate, right? The LJN brand. I wonder if they'll sell them in stores or just online or what. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about like you know distribution or anything like that. But as soon as we know something, we'll definitely let you guys know because um, I know a lot of people are like are ready to pick those up. So I'm thinking like, I was thinking to myself, like who should be next? And I feel like before they do any of like the, um, you know, legends or retro guys for the LJN series, I feel like they should just finish the elite. So I feel like they need to do like, you know, Kenny, Cody, Hangman, Marty, um, and knock those guys out and get a full elite set. And then they can start, you know, cranking out like other guys. Yeah. It sounds like the elite are doing a pool party in Vegas at the MGM. And I think that's when they're going to announce that Kenny Omega is signed there. They're releasing tickets. Like I know they're doing like a ticket party um, here soon. So they're like, you know, doing their tickets for their um, double or nothing pay-per-view. I can only imagine what the people that usually go to pool parties in Vegas look like. And then the people that are going to show up for this thing. It's going to be a (laughs) a lot of sunscreen. You're going to need a lot of sunscreen for those guys. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Those, the pictures of those pool parties in like Vegas and stuff, when I see those are like pictures of pool parties in LA, they're like, they just give me anxiety. Oh like my God. That's, they're just like, so like, like too many people, high maintenance, like too, it's, oh, Last no. time me and my wife went to Vegas, we wanted to go like, you can't get into some of the, the hotel pools. Like they, you have to go to like these nice, like, you know, it's like a hundred extra dollars a day to go to the pool and like, what the yeah. hell just to go to the pool. it's like, yeah, and no. like everyone's like two percent body fat and named Chad or Biff or er- Blob or right, and everyone's drunk and like you know yeah, it's yep. just not yeah not my scene for sure. But you know if you're if you're there and you want to enjoy it, by all means do do it. Yeah, you know, do makes you. you happy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how about our random merch of the week? I really like this one. Yeah. So this is um, <laughs> this was so random. Um, speaking of random merch, it is a eight by ten autograph of Southern Justice, um, which was sold for eighty bucks. You guys, eighty bucks for a Southern wow. Justice eight by ten, formerly known as like the Godwins, if you remember. Um, but I'm thinking to myself, was it like was there like a hardcore Godwins mark um, that just like settled for this this picture of this autograph picture of Southern Justice, or was like was somebody really really into southern justice i don't know know? it was it was a cool gimmick where they kind of like flipped it and became more like well i mean the the picture is awful they're like in suits and like sunglasses they should have just made them like like redneck rebel flag like guys but yeah uh, they look like like 1980s like mobsters like like southern mobsters like it's very um it's very strange yeah strip club bouncers that you nailed it that is exactly what they look like um but yeah somebody bought it for 80 bucks guys so if you go out there and you have some random wrestling merch like throw that stuff on ebay you never know who is out there in the market for these items i was always surprised midian stuck around for so long and uh henry godwin never got a big run because he seemed like a big shit kicking badass kind of guy he could have been repackaged as something i don't know yeah, the guy. I don't think the Godwins ever got ever got their due. I mean, they were what they were. Yeah, um, I remember as a kid but, uh, loving them, just hoping they <clears throat> they dump slop yeah. slop on somebody. Yeah, it was totally fun as a as a kid um, to watch them do that, you know. And um, obviously, like you know, the little with their acronym of their name, like Hog and Pig. You know, they had all those things going for them. So <laughs> yeah, I thought it's a lot of fun. Oh man, nineties wrestling is the fucking best. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> Mm. All right. Uh, how about our re- retro wrestling recommendation of the week? You go first on this one since you said you had a good Dean Ambrose match. Okay, I have a couple. I was at one uh, at Extreme Rules 2017, which was uh, a cool angle when I remember it was Miz versus Dean Ambrose. And I think if Dean got disqualified, he'd, he'd lost the IC title. Or, or something along those lines. And, and Miz, the entire match, was just trying to think of ways to, to get Dean disqualified, like throwing a chair in his hands and stuff like that. It was a fun match. And then the, the match I really remember uh, is uh, Dean Ambrose versus Kevin Owens, last man standing from Royal Rumble 2016. It kind of fits the, the time period. We're just past the Royal Rumble, so this was three years ago. This was a, another Intercontinental Championship match, last man standing, and a uh, great match. So... Uh, Check that out on the network, nine ninety nine a month, if you didn't know. 
<laughs> in case you didn't know how much that cost. Um, yeah, so mine is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, the first ever Elimination Chamber match from uh, Survivor Series 2002. This is the one where Shawn Michaels is wearing those like poop brown tights and he's got like a horrible haircut, like just totally repug and, um, you know, hits triple H with a little sweet chin music to win the title. Um, but it is a good, I mean, since we're going into elimination chamber, I thought, why not watch the first ever elimination chamber? Yeah. Shawn Michaels had that, like, I forget what, what, uh, Bruce, uh, Pritchard always calls it. It's like the, the, the haircut that Shawn Michaels had was, was awful. I forget. Yeah. It was like a, I mean, it was like a soccer mom, like, I don't know. It was it was worse than like AJ Styles' old haircut. Like it was like it could it wasn't long. It wasn't short. It was kind of bowly. Um, it was awful. Yeah, it looked like he um, should be on Friends or something. Yeah, but if you can get past that, you'll enjoy the match. Yeah, it's a good match for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a couple listener questions here. Let's get to those real quick before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. So this one um, comes into us. Uh, it says. Hey guys, so I sent you a message on Instagram about a possible shout out and you just said send a question over to you. So <laughs> here you go. Uh, yeah, we don't just give free shout outs. You got to give us some some listener mail to get your shout out or, you know, be a Patreon member. So um, so what was your reaction when Jeff Jarrett came out for his skit with Elias at the first of the Men's Royal Rumble? Um, and this is uh, Sean from Impact Zone Podcast. He's the host of the Impact Zone Podcast. And he said, um, I mean, it was nice and he was totally the only surprise legend in the entire Rumble. Yeah. I didn't, I don't really have feelings on it either way, Sean, to be quite honest with you. Um, you know, I thought it was kind of cool that Elias was like, I've been compared to this guy, like my entire career or whatever. But, um, like I thought Jeff Jarrett looked goofy. I thought it was kind of hokey. I can't believe they didn't even sing his song. If they're going to bring him out, they didn't even, you know, um, they didn't even sing the the proper song. Like I had the thought of it. I can't even remember what it is. Oh, Alone with, with My, my Baby, baby Tonight. And, uh, they tried to yeah, sing it on yeah. Raw, didn't they? They were like putting the mic in everyone's face and everyone's like, I don't know the words to this. And yeah, they, even and like, like Jeff Jarrett didn't even know the words. Totally, totally different generation. But um, yeah, I don't really have feelings on it either way. I mean, I thought it was a good way to kick it off. I mean, I definitely think kicking off the the rumble with Elias was awesome, you know. Um, but yeah, he was he was the only actual like legend in the in the entire rumble, so you know, kudos to him for that. Yeah, I don't have a strong feeling. I, I blame Conrad Thompson because he's the one that got that song back in everyone's head and basically yeah. got got Jeff Jarrett be become a Hall of Famer now. So, I mean, he he was he was a a, a hateable guy back in the day. I'll tell you what, he had some natural heat and uh, knew how to piss people off. But uh, you know. Yep. Whatever. We also have uh, one coming in from Trey. This is uh, at My Damn Toys on Instagram. Awesome follower of Chick Foley. Um, he says, what's good, Sheena? Big fan of the show and, of course, your Instagram. Um, I consider you a good friend in this community, so I figure why not write in and ask you a couple questions. So his first question is, what is your favorite Seth Rollins attire? Um, and then secondly, if Mattel came to you and asked you to pick one figure to be made and go – and to go in an elite series, what superstar um, would you choose? What tire would you choose and why? Um, he said, I hope you enjoy the questions and that you and Heel Husband and the baby face and I hate JJ, JJ Reddick have a blessed week. Thank you oh, so much, wow. Trey. I'm, I um, got a little shout out in there. I'm surprised I got thrown in there. That's good. Thanks, man. P- People love you, Phil. Don't don't doubt it. Oh wow! Um, for for me, um, I would say my favorite Seth Rollins attire. I have two. It's really tough. Um, I I have always loved the 2015 SummerSlam White Ranger Rollins. Like that was the real first time that we had seen him like change up his gear like extremely. Like you know, going from like the black and you have gold touches here and there. But like when he came out in that all white like 
holy smokes and then you know left with the the uh United States Championship and the Heavyweight Championship. Like, it was just an epic moment. I love I love that attire. Secondly, probably WrestleMania 34 when he came out as uh, the Night King with the glowing blue eyes and, like, the, oh, my God. Like, everything about it, I popped so hard for that. I love the Night King gear. Um, and that leads right into the second part of your question. If I could have Mattel... Um, you know, pick a figure in the attire. It would definitely be Night King's Night King Rollins with like blue eyes. Um, one because I'm a huge Game of Thrones mark. I just love it, um, and I thought it was so cool. And I can only anticipate that this year at Mania we're going to get because it's the last season of Game of Thrones that he's going to have some sort of Game of Thrones inspired gear once again because he did like the Jamie Lannister and then he did the the Night King. So I'm hoping he has something up his sleeve for maybe like a Jon Snow look, um, which I think would be super super cool. So yeah, definitely Night King's Night King. Rollins I definitely think that Mattel will give us that um but I hope they like really go in and like give us the blue eyes too second week in a row you stole my answer to the listener <laughs> question I had uh, <laughs> I had the same thing Wrestlemania 24 that Night King outfit was badass um loved it they uh they they did the uh right after the Royal Rumble they had like a hour-long kind of documentary type of show i think i don't know, forget what they call it now wb24 or something 24, like that yeah. yeah and uh it was it was all about wrestlemania 34 and it was uh it was cool to see a, a throwback to that and that was an awesome gear so i'm, I'm gonna agree with you on that one and yeah. uh i love that it's not a bad answer i mean it's, it's yeah. not a bad answer yeah, yeah. uh I, it is cool to see think of like people hated roman reigns because he was quote-unquote shoved down our throats and but no one was ever cheering when he was going up against Brock Lesnar. I mean, there was they were cheering Slay the Beast the other night. Uh, oh yeah. I mean, we know what's going to happen here, but people love Seth Rollins so much that you know it's, they don't they don't consider it being forced down our throat. They want this to happen, so it's a it's a cool dynamic. And I mean, I don't think anyone dislikes Seth Rollins as much True, as I love him as a heel. Uh, he's 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 pretty over right now. He's been amazing, but you know the WWE audience, they are fickle, 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 yep. fickle. Yep. So who's to say that when he slays the beast and then goes on a mega title, universal title run after Mania that they don't turn on him? I mean, you, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully it, it doesn't end that way, um, you know, because I will go in on people for for it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, you never know. Those those fickle fickle bastards, they, uh, they always change their mind. Hey, I mean, you know, we're conditioned at this point. I I can't fault people, but uh, you know, enjoy it. All I can say is enjoy it while you can, you know, because you, yeah. you look back at some of these matches and you didn't think that highly of them, but you know, they're they're always fun to go back. Even a match from like, like I said, Royal Rumble 2016, uh, or some of these Triple H versus Dean Ambrose at uh, Roadblock, whatever it was. You know, at the time you didn't think too much of it, but you go back and watch it. It's a damn good match. So uh, yeah. sometimes you got to remove yourself from the uh, the situation a little bit, and it's hard to do sometimes in today's uh, social media age. But speaking of social media, follow us on all the platforms that you can. Sheena is mostly on Instagram at Chick Foley. I'm manning the uh, Twitter account at Chick Foley Show. Uh, I, de- I deactivated my Facebook today, so I won't be on there too too much anymore because I hate Facebook. But uh, I'll probably turn it back on tomorrow because I'll need to talk to somebody. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's it's a, it's a love hate relationship. I've been selling a lot yeah. of our old furniture that won't fit in the new kitchen on Facebook, so it's been great. It's like stuff you used to just put put by the curb. You get like twenty or thirty bucks for, and you know, 
for sure. Add, adds up a little bit, so it has been nice. But uh, you can shoot us an email at askchickfoley at gmail.com. You can find our shirts at prowrestlingtees.com. And uh, be sure to subscribe and review and, and give us some love. We're definitely trying to build a nice little community here. If we can get some Patreons in the next week, uh, we'll give you guys something special. Maybe we'll do a giveaway to the first 10 Patreons or something. And uh, me and Sheena are ready to start recording some stuff. I really want to do some brackets, Sheena, like, you know, best gimmick, worst gimmick, uh, best WrestleMania match, you know, all that yeah, kind of sure. stuff. Best manager. You know, we can do shows and crank them out and be pretty fun and just go back and look at some stuff and do that do some uh, watch alongs on old royal rumbles and and elimination chamber matches me and you will just watch them and you know in real time and, and record a quick uh, you know half hour show so we got a lot of cool stuff planned for you guys be sure to check that out just go to patreon and uh, dot com slash chick foley show and help us out there and uh, that's all the plugging i got sheena anything else you want to do before we get out of here no we had a, a pretty locked and loaded packed show today so thanks for uh tuning in and we always appreciate your support for the pod and uh yeah hope you guys have an amazing week yes we will be back here next week we'll be talking about wrestling figures hopefully we'll see those retro series eight land and some more new stuff to talk about uh we'll get into some elimination chamber uh predictions and and news and notes we'll see what other wrestlers are leaving for aew uh a lot of a lot of good stuff maybe maybe bobby trashley will have another match on raw we can watch that i'm I can only imagine that he will. All right. So for Sheena Phelps, this is Phil Gentile signing off. Stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you next week. WrestleMania, I am going to break your mystique. I am going to take your title. And I am going to kick your ass in front of the whole world. <laughs>